0: NBA Australia, how are you going? How you going? It is NBA Stray. it's Monday, March 7th. Oh geez, how's your dusty Monday going? I'm your host James Clements, I'm a dusty James Clements, I'll tell you that much. I'm a writer sometimes, for whomst wants to pay me that sweet, sweet fighting stuff here in my uh, Sean Kemp jersey and Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you, just you mate, the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season, while uh, repping Stray a bit, that's what we do here. Tell you what, big weekend. Big weekend to talk about. Absolutely star-studded weekend. More huge performances than you could poke a stick at. But I mean, we're here to try our best, aren't we? That's right, we've got weekend winners and losers, all the games from the weekend and today covered in the NBA trade game wraps. We've got That's Not a Knife, oh Mate, No Mate, spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. It's Monday, that means we've got a dickhead of the weekend. Love that. Uh, we've got YeahNars, we've got the unpopular opinion of the Day, we've got Outback takeouts. We were serving up. A flame girl take. There's Australian Player Watch. Uh, It always sucks when Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em Landau doesn't actually uh, take the floor because it's a bit of a uh, spare Australian Player Watch. But I'll tell you what, Josh Green got his first ever double-double on the weekend, so that's kind of neat. We've got the Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and a premium pick for all the games tomorrow. And that'll be it because uh, it's a late show today. I've been looking after a 6 squid, So uh, let's get into it. Episode 768. Of NBA Australia, let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Oh, you better. You better watch out for the uh, approaching horrifying realization of mortality. (laughs) I guess. Just day in, day out. Ah, no. Shaq's turned 50. It's one of those moments where you're like, oh, God. 50 feels very old. And I feel like Shaq was still just playing like... Three years ago. <laughs> so here we are. But either way, you got to watch out for the attack of uh, sitting around and drinking beers all day, which is what I did yesterday. A uh, bit of pub cricket. Played our first game in the uh, very early hours of the morning. Lost. And then sat around getting shit-faced. So <laughs> I'll tell you what. Nothing like a good 12 hours of drinking to uh, make you feel your age. Oh, boy. And also then, boom. Smash cut to, like, I don't know, one thirty the night before. Six squared... And, uh, yeah, he's still not quite right today. So he and I have been hanging out watching some uh, hoops. So let's get into it. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. The Daily Whip Around, that's right. Not a giant amount of actual news off the uh, weekend. It was more sort of like, you know, Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. A kind of a little bit of loggerheads. You've got Woj out there going. There's an increasing push among many in the Los Angeles Lakers organization to demote nine-time All-Star guard Russell Westbrook from the starting lineup. But so far, Coach Frank Vogel has resisted bringing him off the bench. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. Basically, in non-dork speak, uh, that is, front office. everybody's going to like, yeah, this is fucked. This is not working. LeBron is like, this sucks. It's not working. Let's bring him off the bench. And Vogel's like, Fuck you, LeBron. You're making me the fall guy for this shit. I don't want to deal with that. It's your problem. He's your mate. He's he's, he's not my mate. He's your mate. You brought him in here. Boom. I don't want to have to deal with the shit. <laughs> and Vogue's like, fuck that noise. I'm just going to keep starting him. We're going down the ship anyway. I'm going to get fired after this season probably. Boom. Uh, there's some other ones as well Like talked about. Basically, one league source described the idea of bringing Rusty back next season is impossible because of how tense it is there in L.A. I'll tell you what, it took an, like, an insane, insane performance on the weekend from LeBron uh, to get them over the hump and snap their big losing streak. So it's fascinating to see how Rusty's going to fit in with all of this. But I'll tell you what, $47 million bucks next year, age 34, that is a bit rough. <laughs> but I still think you put Rusty on like Orlando and it would make him a playoff team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah, hilarity. Anyway, so that's the Russell news. It's going to be fun to see what happens this week. Zion has returned to New Orleans after uh, rehabbing up there in Portland. Which I don't quite get. It's winter. New Orleans is substantially warmer than Portland. I feel like Zion's a bit of a warm weather guy. But no, I'm going to go hang out in Portland in a big old house. Rehab him foot. <laughs> He's just like, fuck, wait. This is where the voodoo donuts are at. I'm going to stay up here. Just loves a good IPA. <laughs> to Zion uh, but there's some great photos of him taking his dogs into like Pet Smart. <laughs> gotta buy him a treat and some person took a photo because she's like oh these dogs are awesome and someone pointed out you know that's Zion Williamson with his dogs right? good stuff uh, Draymond Green could be back in about a week and a bit it's really good news for the Warriors because we're going to talk about them in winners and losers Ben Simmons uh, didn't go to Boston with the Brooklyn Knits on the weekend well for today's game Uh, But he will apparently be joining the Nets on the road trip, which is pretty neat. That's the one that ends in Philly. He might have to take some folks through his uh, empty mansion just up the road from their practice facility. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll join the road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to show the house to some potential buyers. Uh, Other last little bit of news. Jarrett, go the fro, Alan. He's uh, fractured a finger on his left hand, it looks like. And uh, he's expected to be sidelined indefinitely from reports today. The tricky part is like people are trying to figure out exactly when it happened. He also copped a big uh, knee knock in the hammy. Uh, Gave him the old, uh, you know, a bit of a dead leg. Uh, But the hand looks like he might have done it on the... Like rising up to block the absolute bejesus out of, uh, I think, Gary Trent. Uh, Might have wanged his finger on the rim as he went past. So tough scenes. Tough scenes. Right, let's do some game wraps from the weekend, shall we? Game Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. That's right. Back on Saturday. Do you remember Saturday? I barely do. Detroit. I called it. Wait, I didn't actually. I picked Indy in that one. (laughs) Detroit 111. Beat the Pacers 106. Uh, Big Dig Bay went 6 of 8 from downtown. And he had 25. Never doubt Detroit. They're the sneakiest, dumb, baddest team in the NBA. And I kind of love it. Uh, Indy. Just the wheels are off at this point. Cleveland. Cleveland. uh, Lost in Philly. 125-119 to... uh, Basically, Tyrese Maxi. It felt like Maxi versus Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. Twenty-six points for Garland. Seventeen. I was it seventeen or nineteen assists. I can't really remember. I have the uh, stats somewhere. Un momento, por favor. Uh, I believe he had nineteen assists in that game. Holy shit, that is a lot. Ah, <laughs> but anyway, they lost. Embiid at twenty-two, nine and five uh, against the Cavs. Big man. He ruined Mobley in that game. Actually, um, that's a big win. Big, big, big win because the Cavs dominated early. And it very much felt like one of those Philly games where it's like, oh, no, they just cooked tonight. Nope, got the win. Washington lost a heartbreaker against Atlanta, 117-114. De'Andre fucking It was really good. 26 for him. KCP had 28. Kuz had 22 and 11 assists. God damn, he's been good this calendar year. Trey Young had 25 points and 6 of 22 shooting. Brutal. Uh, He did awesomely, though, thanks to Trey. He went three of eleven from downtown. Chill, side, Woo! Yeah! Get him, Trey! Get him! Love that! Three of eleven from downtown for the uh, I don't know world's weirdest hair looking dude. Uh, but that's a big win for Atlanta, just sneaking over the top of Washington. Millie, it's our gonker for the good land. It wasn't the weekend; they beat Chicago one eighteen one twelve. 112 had a sixteen. Uh, 16 rebound, 5 assists, 34 point game. Better than Zachy Cake's Adam Levine's uh, 38 and 6. Orlando called this one on Friday. Beat Toronto, 103.97. Siakam at 34 and 14, not enough. Orlando just from all angles. Smashed him. That was gnarly. Utah got absolutely fucking shit pumped by the Pelicans. 124-90. Spindles at 29-8-6. Utah at nothing. None of them could hit shots. It was crazy. OKC okay, so got killed. Oh, God, they got straight killed by the uh, Wolves. So he got straight killed. 138-101. Uh, Yikes. No Giddy, no OKC, just saying. Because SGA's out there having 33-5-7 games, and they're getting fucking killed. So. Uh, but it was their bench, actually, that went ham. in that one, Minnesota, Taurine, the Red Bull Prince, uh, Naz Reed, Beasley, absolutely smoked. The cat had 20, D-Lo had 17, but yeah, it didn't matter. Houston, uh, Got beaten by Denver without Joker. 116-101. Joker's like, nah, man, I'm a bit sick. He didn't eat for a day and a half. Uh, pretty gnarly. And Boogie stepped up and delivered. 31-9-4 for Boogie! You love it. And finally, Phoenix just outlasted New York in hilarious fashion. Because Julius Randle gets kicked out. Tries to get a bit of argy- argy-bargy with Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson then nails six threes in the fourth quarter, including the banked-in game winner, and Phoenix win at 115 114. Hilarious. Ah, uh, Knicks. What are you doing? Dallas. Oh, this is Sunday's games. They are uh, eked by Sacramento with De'Aaron Fox going off for a uh, career high tying 44. But Dinwiddie was incredible 36 and 7 for him. No Luca. Lucas sat out this one with the toe sprain and they still got over the hump. 123. Charlotte beat San Antonio. 117 because Scary Terry went off at 31. Miami took care of Philly on a back-to-back. There you go. 99, 82, 22, and 15 from B. Not enough. The Heat strangled them in the fourth quarter. Hero went, there goes my hero, playing in Geelong. Uh, hero, 21, 7, and 3. Memphis, obliterated. Orlando, 124, 96. Just run brain celebrating the release of the Batman. 24 points. Uh, Portland, smasherated rated by Minnesota. Minnesota on a back-to-back, no problems. 124, uh, sorry, 135, 121. Beaten by 14 is what I was trying to say. Uh, Cat had 36, 15, and 5. And Anthony Penny Simons went off for 38. What a fun, weird game that was. And finally on Sunday, Golden State lost to the Lakers. 124, 116. LeBron James had 56. 56! The man's 37! It's his third highest game in, like, He's played for 19 years. It's his third highest scoring game ever. His highest scoring game as a Laker. They were down 14 and they win 124-116. Incredible scenes for the Lakers. Steph had 30, but wow. And then today, Brooklyn got beaten by Boston. And this game was awesome. 126-120, back and forth all game. KD and Kyrie going hammer and tongs versus Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown came back from his ankle. Jason Tatum went off. Uh, and Jason Tatum sort of looked around. Went Kyrie, fuck that guy. He used to play on my team. I hate him. Kevin Durant. Everyone compares me to him. I'm a big scoring forward. Fuck that. I'm the best player on this goddamn floor. And boom, it's exactly what he was. He had 54. He played so well in this game. It was crazy. Like Jalen Brown ends up hitting the dagger right at man the end with a big three. Um, but it was Tatum who did all the work, all the heavy lifting. Just. There's stones on this guy sometimes. God damn, that was a good game. Anyway, good win for Boston too. Jesus. Uh, Phoenix versus Millie Wauke, a finals rematch. Unfortunately for Phoenix, they didn't have Devin Booker, CP3, or Cam Johnson. And look, they still pushed them all the way. Like Middleton, it took basically Chris Middleton turning back into Kate Middleton and destroying the Suns down the stretch. He scored seven straight at the end, buried them with a 44 point game, he goes 5 and 9 from downtown including the absolute just last fucking dagger. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, fascinating game. He had 30 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and it was kind of like just kind of fun to see. Oh, yeah, DeAndre Ayton was a number one pick for a reason. He's not just like a rim-running dude. They can run the offense for him a little bit, and it was really fun. Washington beat the Indiana Pacers 133-123 in the debut of... Dick Thing, Emil. He's back. He was supercharged as well today. Supercharged Burger, 25 and 5 in 21 minutes. You'll love to see it. In fact, I really do. I just love watching the Zinger. He's so weird. Memphis shit the bed and lost in Houston. 123-112. Uh, they just lost focus. And Houston ran over the top of them. It was crazy. They outscored them, I think, 71 to 50 in the second half. It was crazy. Jalen Green, KPG, uh, KPJ, Christian Wood, all absolutely dominated Huge game. Utah beat OKC, 116-103. Bojan Bogdanovic went absolutely spare. Hit 11 threes. All 11 of his made shots with threes. It's the first time it's ever happened. That's awesome. Cleveland. Oh, geez. Cleveland. Beat Toronto, 104-96. of 24 from downtown for the Raptors. Apparently nobody can shoot. Bit of a tough one. Absolutely brutal scenes. Uh, Because I believe the Raptors... Out there was Siakam Boucher, Chris Bobby Boucher, Scotty Barnes, Ken Birch, Gary Trent Darby Jr. Like nobody literally actually out there smashing. Like the fact that Chris Boucher had the most threes in this scene was crazy. But no shooting off that bench. Uh, anyway, tough scenes there. New Orleans Denver played an absolute barn burner in overtime. Denver win 138 130. You might go, Jimmy, why is that interesting? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Three minutes left in the game. Denver were down eleven. It was like 118-107. Boom! You turn around. It's one twenty two, one twenty, and like Denver are like coming right at the pals. And it ends up one thirty one. Well, was it one thirty 130 to one thirty eight? It's a thirty one to twelve stretch. Thirty one to twelve. They finished off twelve zip to kill them. Absolutely amazing. And the Joker, as one of the most insane triple-doubles you'll see, loved every second of it, apart from where the Pelicans went from definitely winning and definitely covering to losing and costing Jimmy some uh, simoleons. Uh, but anyway, that was an insane game. The Joker was like, yeah, I felt like shit the first half. I haven't eaten for like a day and a half. And then it just sort of all came good. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and finally, the Knicks just absolutely shit-pumped the Clippers. 1-16-93. It wasn't even that close. It was over 20 for most of this game. RJ Barrett had 16 points in the second quarter, and the Clippers just never got back into this. And it was nice to actually see uh, your man Tibbs out there playing like the young dudes. Like, quickly was awesome. He had 21, 10, and 6. He played 28 minutes. RJ ends up with 24. Just love that he's playing awesome at the moment. Burks was pretty good in his, like, limited run. 12 and 11 for Mitch Robinson, the other Mitch Robinson. But Cam Reddish even got 25 minutes, and he scored 17 points. Awesome. Good win for them. Uh, Crazy win. They needed that after that Phoenix debacle. Uh, They're now 26 and 38, and it's just looking pretty dire. But either way, let's do some weekend winners and losers. Shall we? Oh, my God. I won. I won. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me, Ken Brockman. Brockman. You got a shut of me? There you go. That's right. LeBron James is a weekend winner. Just went out there, he's heard all the talk. Keep that energy for when it's like later in the season. We are. (laughs) You've realized that you're 37, your buddy Anthony's shit, and he's injured. Your other buddy, Russell, he's shit, he's not even injured. And you're out there going, fuck, I better drop 56 to beat the goddamn Golden State Warriors on national TV. Basically proving, this isn't my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I'm LeBron. It's not my fault. And it literally came like the day after his um what is it, his barbershop uh HBO TV thing, where it's like, yeah, it's a bit sad, like, oh man, they, they talk about the great scores in NBA history and they never say my name. He goes out and drops fifty-six. I like that. Uh the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers stink! But they did beat the Warriors. <laughs> so they snap a four game losing streak. And I also love this. So they get a big win against the Warriors. Everyone feels good for a couple of days. And then you get the uh, Russell Westbrook bench stuff. And I'll tell you what, their weekend win is the Lakers because they're doing a really good job of softening up Rusty and the Laker public for the eventual benching of Rusty, a.k.a. the. we might actually just fucking sit this guy because he refuses to come off the bench for the stretch run, you know? Like, this is just some really good groundwork laying by the Lakers organization. It's like, oh, there's growing thoughts that he should come off the bench, but the coach doesn't want to do it, and Russell doesn't either. So we've reached an impasse, and Russell has been sent home. <laughs> That's basically where I feel like this is going. The Mavericks, weekend winners, they get a big win without Luca. Look, even if it's Sacramento, who gives a shit? Like, I was wildly impressed watching this game. Spencer Dinwiddie was unreal. Uh, feels like he's fitting in a lot more than he did in Washington, at least after the first, oh maybe that's the thing. He fits in really well for the first three to four weeks, then it all falls apart because I get to know him. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's the fucking guy who just won't shut up about crypto. Fuck, thanks, Spencer. Nah, that sounds awesome, man. Yeah, I'll definitely look into it. Uh, <laughs> they've ripped off four straight wins, in the Mavs, and they're just kind of solid, like but really fucking good, which is the exact opposite of what they were earlier in the year. This is the thing. We've seen it exactly with Boston. Coaching change, boom, here we go. Middle of the season, it all sort of starts clicking as everyone's sort of like buying in, paying attention, figuring out how the new coach wants shit to work. Jay Kidd in Dallas, Emo Udoka up there in Boston, and it's just working, And especially defensively. If you're learning like new schemes, new systems... Um, you know, oh, we're not playing drop coverage. No, no, no. When when the pick and roll comes in, we're going to double over the top. Oh, it's going to be fucking nuts, man. And it's like, you just got to take a little bit of time to learn that. Uh, but the Mavs have just been so solid. So to, like, win a game without Luka just feels fucking magical. So good job, Mavs. And obviously, boom, that leads me right into Boston because that was a huge, huge win today over the uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, because, look, not only... Do you beat, you know, KD and the uh, hated, hated Kyrie Irving? But you also sort of just make sure you solidify that spot in the standings where they've just slipped up into, like, just quietly. Boston are now up into fifth. They've got a couple more games. They're tied on losses with the Cavs. A couple of games in hand there because they've won two more. But that's exactly where you want to be. You want to be fighting in there for that three, four, five spot as high up as you can, maybe even try to get home court in the first round. And they're right there now. They're only a game back of the Bulls. So that's definitely a big weekend win. But also really, it's about how it feels like, and we're going to talk about Tatum again later, but it very much feels like Tatum has gone, right, no, seriously, I am one of the best 10 players in the NBA. Fuck you who doubt me, Jimmy. And (laughs) and off we go. And Jalen Brown is like the perfect sort of sidekick, seemingly can go off when needed. Feeling the gaps otherwise. And like today, it was awesome fun. Like it was just a really fun game. Smart was awesome, causing all sorts of havoc. Jalen Brown came back. He played a really good game for a dude who like rolled his ankle pretty badly, like what, four or five days ago. 21 4 and 5. But then Tatum, look, one of my biggest things has always been like his efficiency is sometimes lacking. But today, holy shit, like attacking the rim. Hitting his threes, he went 8-15 from downtown. It was a great performance. And like really, as a team, Boston are just fucking awesome at the moment. So, you'll take that. They're now 39-27. What a turnaround. Big weekend winners too. Denver! Because Boogie! Goes for 31-9-4 against one of his old teams. He's a weekend winner. Demolished him, but obviously Denver. Holding off all the challenges similar to... uh, Maybe not quite as similar to Boston. Much more similar to Dallas, right? Where they're holding off the other sort of challenges for their positioning in the uh playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs. And Denver, are obviously, in the sixth spot. So the, actually the last playoff automatic spot, right, obviously. And uh like a couple of big wins over the weekend, right? So they take care of a very pesky Houston team. Without joker. Boogie goes absolutely spare. And then they have that huge comeback against the Pelicans, where the Pelicans have been one of the more dangerous teams like going of late. And Denver just had it in them to pull it out. Some like first, like the fact that they're down 11 with three minutes to go, and he just goes absolutely bonkers, insane, mega fuck you, Joker vibes was incredible. And you'll take that as just a good weekend. That's a good weekend if you're a Nuggets fan because you walk away going holy shit, weekend just like pull those sorts of wins out of our ass. And of course, we've still got Michael Porter Jr. and Jam, Jam and Jamal Murray coming back later in the year. And there's still only one game back at Dallas in five. Anyway. The Bucks big weekend winners for them. Uh, huge weekend of wins because they beat the Bulls on Saturday and then they beat that scrappy, shorthanded Suns team. Now, uh, today, that's four on the trot. Still with a chance right at the top of the East. They're feeling good. They're, like, they're basically tied with Philly for a second. Uh, I think they're a game back in the loss column, but they're a game up on the win column. So, a um, bit of a tricky one. But, like, most of all, if they can just sort of keep this up, this... The tricky thing is, like, you want to look at this and go, yeah, they beat the Bulls, they beat the Suns, but it did take everything. They emptied the fucking chamber to beat a very shorthanded Suns team. It's like, oh, does that mean the Suns are, like, really fucking good, or is it just that the Bucks can sort of scuffle around and still beat a really good team? So, either way... If they can keep that up and actually be consistent, they're just lurking and still looking like the biggest threat still to come out of the East, if you ask me. Uh, another weekend winner. The extreme thing, meal. I mentioned I'm just happy to have him playing, let alone looking good. Uh, the Heat a weekend winners. They ro- like, they're they just rolling. They got the Sixers, smashed them, came after they beat the Nets the other day, and they get Victor Ola Depot back tomorrow, which is kind of fun and awesome. So I'm excited for that. And finally, the Timberwolves. Don't often have them in the weekend winners column. But, look, they're absolutely trouncing an easy bit of their schedule. Like, they kill a raid of the Thunder and the Blazers over the weekend. And there's not much more you can ask of them. It's like, yeah, just do it. Go out there, prove that you belong as a playoff team, because they're currently, what, in seventh. And they're sort of just hanging out. It's like, oh, no, we could be a bit of a smoky if you get us into the playoffs. It's like, ah, uh, can you, though? But still... At the moment, they've won four straight. They've beaten Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, Golden State, OKC, Portland. They've got Portland and OKC and Orlando coming up. So for the Wolves, you can never trust the Wolves, but if they can rip off a seven game win streak and get sorta, you know, scooched by Portland, scooch by OKC, and then go to Orlando and beat them. Because they've actually then got that uh they've then got Miami, so they've got the Florida trip at Orlando, at or, at Miami, then at San Antonio. So they need to bank these wins really, really quick. So, But either way, they're doing great. Good job, Wolves. Appreciate it. What about weekend losers, though? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut, Shut up. up. losers! Loser. Losers. The Warriors. What? That's right. Four straight Ls. It was a bit tough to see that Lakers game as well, wasn't it? Because you got Clay, uh, who had had a couple of good games, but I mean he's coming back from an injury. You expect it to be a, a bit up and down. But the Warriors Lakers game, it just wasn't that great. But they've lost four straight. Curry can go for thirty. It just doesn't feel as dangerous as it had, you know, which is weird to say. We go goes for fourteen points and fifteen shots. Poole dropped in twenty three in that game. Come bucket, Kaminga at eighteen. But there's just it's just weird. Like they've they don't have that danger, that fuck you to them without Draymond out there. And it does feel like as soon as Steph got the three-point record and then as soon as Andrew Wiggins was named an all-star, they've both been in the tank. <laughs> or at least not the same. And it's just maybe one of those things where you go, oh, yeah, maybe just Draymond is the stir, uh, the straw that stirs the drink and sort of makes it all actually fucking work. Especially on D. That's like being the big drop-off. So they're now 43-21. And I called this, what, two weeks ago when it's like, yeah. The big question is not going to be if the Warriors can catch the Suns without CP3. It's going to be if the Grizzlies can overtake the Warriors and just steal the two seed. And that actually happened over the weekend until the Grizzlies, who are up next, dropped out of nowhere to lose to the Rockets. (laughs) Because they were there. They were the two seed. And now they're back out of the two seed because they also lost. So, bit of a rough one. But the Warriors, look, I don't know how worried you should be. Losing four straight. It's always a bit of a rough one, obviously. They play the Nuggets next, which is not great because it's a horrible matchup, you feel like, for the uh, Warriors. With Joker, some of their big wings, uh, with Aaron Air Gordon and stuff, it's like, jeez, the Nuggets might be the very worst team the Warriors want to play right now, having lost four on the trot. So, having lost to the Mavs twice, the Wolves, and then the Lakers, that is a tough fucking weekend to... uh, lose the Lakers after being up 14 for the Warriors I tell you how much uh, and obviously the Grizzlies as mentioned that is uh, losing that weird game you know the Houston just have this in them on the very odd occasion Houston had also lost an absolute fuck ton of games before this one I think we've gotten up to 12 on the trot 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 it was 12 and boom, the Grizzlies come in there as one of the absolute hottest teams in the NBA. Jar is getting MVP buzz and rightly so. Boom, out of nowhere, KPJ, Jalen Green, and Christian Wood. What Scomo's got for not helping flood victims? Boom, off they go. Uh, it's a tough one for the Grizz. Weekend losers though, because you're in the two seed, then you weren't. Rusty Westbrook, that's a weekend loser. Um, I mean, at least he's got Carmelo Anthony right there on the same team where he can go. He, they can just have a chat. Uh, about what it's like when they start calling for you to come off the bench. <laughs> hey, P! They want me to come off the bench! Remember that? Mallow laughing. Ah, oh, what a world. Speaking of uh, Mallow, the Knicks. Ah, oh, They did absolutely kill the Clippers. They had to, though. They're still weekend losers, though, because I feel like they were so close to coming out this weekend, having knocked off two really important wins in the West to get over the... Clip is awesome, cool. You killed him, but you blew a 14-point lead against the Suns. Randall gets kicked out, and Cam Johnson hits a game-win on your head. That is a uh, weekend loser vibe. And same goes for Julius Randall, another weekend loser. He also lost 50 grand. That's how much he was fined by the NBA for shoving Cam Johnson and uh, then getting a tee and then trying to go after him again and made contact and basically shoved a ref. Uh, he was trying to make break up the uh, sort of shoving match. And then also, apparently, he refused to participate in the ensuing investigation. So 50k later, Julius Randle, good job, good effort. You cost your team all win, and you cost yourself 50 grand. That's a weekend loser. The Raptors! Bad time to lose three straight, I reckon. Um, Because in terms of the Raptors and where they're fitting in in the East, I mean, they don't have Fred Van Vliet at the moment. They're actually sort of okay, because they can't really slip down too much further. Like the Hornets, the Nets, and the... uh, the Hornets, the Nets, and the Hawks are all what? Two and a two and a half games back, three games back, so they are just a bit discombobulated about Fred Van Vliet, though. They just can't. There's no shooting. Gary Terran, Trent, Derby Jr.'s the only bloke who's actually half decent shooting wise. And I don't know, dropping that one of the magic was pretty fucked. But the Raptors are probably going to be alright. They just sort of sit like you don't feel like they're going to slip between the Below at least a seven eight spot. So, but like that we're pushing right there in the top six. So tough scenes, tough scenes for the Raps. Big bad weekend for them too, though. They're thirty-four and thirty. Three and a ah, three in a row they've lost. They've gone three and seven in their last ten. Just a bit of a rough time. Uh, but speaking of which, uh leads us to the Nets. Weekend losers. Obviously, they really needed to win that one in Boston. <laughs> it's a three way tie now for eight, nine, and ten in the East. Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta. The Nets look. If they drop, they could basically have to win two elimination games just to have a chance at playing, like, what, one of the top two seeds? So, what, Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, Chicago, who knows? But the craziest part is the Nets play in Charlotte on Tuesday, so we'll see what happens there. But, oof, not a great time to lose a very, very winnable game against Boston. Anyway, the Bulls right there as well. Four straight losses for them, all against good teams. They lost to the Grizz, the Miami, hey, Atlanta, and Milwaukee. They've slipped all the way down to the four seed all of a sudden. Three and a half games out of uh, first spot, which is just brutal. It's like Miami have managed to really navigate injuries, uh, Kyle Lowry out for personal reasons, all this sort of stuff. And the Bulls had been the poster boys at doing that. And then now they're sort of reincorporating some of their dudes, Zachy Cake, Adam Levine, DeMar's cooled off a bit, and they've lost four on the trot. So... Rough weekend, rough weekend for the Bulls. The Cavs, same vibe. They're down in six now. They're 37-27. and 27. They lose go the fro, uh, Jared Allen, for a stretch. That stinks, especially the timing of it right now. You're battling for seeding in the East. It Feller, like they could be a top-four team. Uh, just like the injury hits just keep coming for this team. right? Rubio, Sexton, now go-the-fro. Hopefully, he's all right. Hopefully, it's the non-shooting hand, but either way. And the last one is the Pelicans. They were right there. They had a big win in the Nuggets. A double win with them ahead of them in the standings. You pull them back one, you go up there, and then Joker just goes, Nope, fuck you. Hello, It's big Serbian. That is no, you can't win. I see Jonas Valentino's over there. Fuck that guy. I beat you now. All right, with all that in mind, let's do an NBA Australia pre performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Ah, we'll just start there, Joker. 46, 12, and 11. What a game. Four blocks, three steals. In the fourth quarter and overtime, he had 30 points. 30! In the fourth and overtime, he shot, what, just an insane 10 of 11 from the floor in that time. It was incredible. Uh, I mentioned Chris Middleton with his 44, including the game-stealing run of seven straight points at the end. Darren Fox with a career-high 44, equaling Boogie with his 31, 9, and 4. I love that boy. Bogdanovich hit 11 threes. That's amazing, 35 points. So, I'm going to go Joker. Cam Johnson hitting nine threes, including the game winner bank shot on the Knicks. Career high, 38 points. He shot 11 of 16 from the floor, 9 of 12 from downtown. He had 21 points in the fourth quarter, hit six threes. Julius Randle, you dickhead. Uh, Tatum, obviously, with the 54. The way he did it, going toe to toe with the Slim Reaper, was unreal, exhilarating. He stepped up on the big stage, pulled out his giant hog, and went, Oh, hey, what do you about that? And everyone's like, Yeah, to be fair, that's pretty big. Just multiple 50 point games this season. Off he goes. 16 of 30, shooting 8 of 15 from downtown. He was unreal. Huge balls. And of course, LeBron James. 56 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. Shoots 19 of 31. And hits 6 threes on 11 tries. Against his most hated rivals, I guess, of the last decade. The Golden State Warriors. Just goes, Oh, yeah, Steph, how's you uh, running the league going? Yeah, it's not that easy, is it? Boom. 56. LeBron. So, I think I'm going to rank it uh, Cam Johnson, Joker, Tatum, LeBron. How's it Well, LeBron's 37, and he had 56. It was incredible. Either way, absolute litany of incredible performances. Like, even CJ McCollum and uh, Brandon Spindles Ingram were right there for the Pelicans in that crazy Nuggets game. And Joker's performance just went, nah, fuck you. 46-12-11. Four blocks and three steals. I might have to bump him up. That might even be better than LeBron and Tatum. Like, holy shit, what a game it was. Like, they were losing. They were down at, what, what did I say, 11 with three minutes to go. He just goes, yeah, fuck it. And, like, the Pelicans were like, ah, that's all right. We'll let him just run through and score. There's, we're going to run out the clock. Nope, too late. you fucked up. You let him have a sniff. Off he went. He hit just, like, an insane moon ball three at one point. You're like, there's nothing he can't do. Awesome weekend. Great performances everywhere. Flip side, who is Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 it is Spud of the Night. Spud of the night. few big Spuds on the weekend. Uh, we got a big slow-mo Cole Anderson one-six performance today. Um Jazz, when they lost to the Pelicans the other day, Boyan. Flip side of making 11 threes today. He went 1 of 11 (laughs) in that game. 1 of 6 from 3. Mike Conley went 1 of 8 in that same game as well. 0 of 4 from downtown. Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. in that Raps loss to the Magic Men. Gary went 2 of 12. Yeesh. 0 of 9 from downtown. Couldn't even get 1. 6 of 26 for R.J. Barrett uh, against the uh, Phoenix Suns. 1 of 7 from downtown as well. 3 of 13 versus the Lakers for Clay Thompson. You know that's going to hurt because his dad's like on the broadcast for the Lakers. Absolutely brutal. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. went 2 of 11 for the Grizzlies. Uh, 3 of 12 for Miles Bridges against San Antonio. Hilariously, that's exactly what Kelly Oubre on the same Charlotte Hornets team did as well. And they still won with those two dudes going 6 of 24. Crazy part is 6 of 24 isn't even as bad as what R.J. Barrett did by himself. 6 of 26. So... Lots of spuds everywhere. You love to see it. Uh, we had a good, nice little Thad Young uh, pop-up as well, I think, for Toronto against Cleveland today. oh of 4. Always love to see that. Rudy Gay for uh, Utah went 1 of 5 today. Not ideal. Not ideal, but still, spuds everywhere. Spud, spud, spud. Bojan going 1 of 11. Pretty great. <laughs> Just turning around going, oh, I'm going to hit everything today. Fuck you. Who was old mate? No mates, though. Old mate, no mates. Mate. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Mate. Mate, no mate. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates? A couple of obvious ones here today. Julius Randle. Olios. Uh, so gets kicked out. Uh Lights a fire on a Cam Johnson, the likes of which have literally never been seen. Six threes, 21 points in the quarter. And Tom Thibodeau came out and said, you've got to know where to stop. None of us are perfect and where we going? we're going, we're going to make mistakes, but you've got to be disciplined. And uh, Julius Randle, not, you know, helping with the investigation for the NBA, just go fuck it, find me, I don't care. Just great leadership. You love to see that. Definitely all mate, no mates vibes there where you, your coach is even like, you're an idiot, what are you fucking doing? Uh, and obviously the other one's Kyrie in Boston getting booed. I love it. I absolutely love it. Kyrie's going to go back there, burn some more sage. What do you reckon? Uh, I can't get enough of Kyrie getting booed in Boston, though, because he's just such a fucking space cadet. He's like, nah, man, like, yeah, it's like a, it's like an ex-girlfriend, and he's like waiting for you to text her back, but you're like, you know, it was really fun at the time. I just want to leave it at that. It's like, no one thought it was fun at the time, you idiot. What the fuck are you talking about? This is bullshit. And I love that they boo him because they fucking hate him, and rightly so. Pantsing of the night. Uh, we've got a couple of good ones. Baisley blocked Rudy Gobert. I always love a defensive player of the year getting blocked themselves. Always just a good ah uh, The Zinger, the extreme Zinger meal. He's back, baby. The extreme Zinger meal. Uh, blocked the shit out of O'Shea Brissett. The craziest part was that they were really busy showing the... Uh, so on the Wizards broadcast, they were showing the replay of Zinger. Just negating O'Shea Brissett going to the hoop. The thing is... On the ensuing inbound, it feels like Brissett got some revenge and dunked all over the Supercharged Zinger. Supercharged Zinger Burger. But they missed it on the broadcast because they came back too early. <laughs> well, they yeah, they came back. They inbounded too early for the broadcast to make it in time, and so we got the very, very, very ass end of it. Uh, but my favorite was also today, Lindy Waters third. Lindy, that's a girl's name. Uh, absolutely fucking meets Jordan Jeremy Clarkson at the summit and sends him packing. You love it. Lindy, that was great. Lindy Waters gone nah, I just don't care about you, Top Gear, or anything. I'm just some basically anonymous dude on OKC named Lindy, and I'm going to send you fucking packing. Boom. Off you go. That is definitely some pantings. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball from the weekend. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you' gonna get to the pros? Be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Going for everybody. Uh, Better Lonzo Ball. I mentioned Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. He had the twenty six point nineteen assist game against the uh, Philadelphia 70, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6ers. Shot four of eight from downtown. He had a block and a couple of steals as well. Then backed it up with about a seventeen and ten today. Awesome. Same game. Maxi thirty three four and five against the Cavs. And with that, so he hits 33 against the Cavs. That was his sixth game with over 30-plus points. Uh, for the Sixers, obviously, he's done that in 116 games. Ben Simmons uh, started 275 games and had six 30-point games in his Sixer career. So Tyrese Maxey, better than Ben Simmons, confirmed. And, of course, Evan Mobley today had 20 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks. Here's a list of rookies since 1989 with a 20-plus point, 17-plus rebound, four assist, and three block game. It's Dikembe Mutombo, Tim Duncan, Elton Brand, Shaq, David Robinson, Chris Webber, and Evan Mobley. Not a bad list. So they're all better than Lonzo Ball. Good job, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, Tyrese Maxey, and Evan Mobley. Finally, dickhead of the weekend. Yeah dickhead of the week. Ken, I mean, still Kyrie. I mean, oh, yeah, no, nah, man. It's like that girl who wants to know why he didn't text back, you know, and it's like, oh, it was good while it lasted. A, no, it wasn't. B, what the fuck? Like, how much of a space cadet dipshit are you? I mean, you're obviously a dickhead. We get that. But you could also just not be a fuckhead and just text her back and saying, you know, look, you're awesome. I'm going to move on. It's for me. It was awesome. Thank you. What a fucking idiot (laughs) It's like Kyrie He can't open his mouth Without sounding like A complete nut A fucking moron I'm just saying Right let's do some uh, Yeah nahs Right after this This is Cam Glidden This is Anthony Drimmick This is Miss McCarran This is Jason Kiddie, This is Daryl McDonald Hey guys This is Hugh Greenwood Yo what's going on This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or, commonly known as WERTHO, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's just me and Nas there, brought to you by DailyLiquid.com from East Nine Brewing if you're in Melbourne. Still warm, still need beers, need wines, need cocktails. And don't go get the Omicron from the Bottle O. Bring the Bottle O to you. Get all that booze delivered to your door with thedailyliquor.com. And if you bang in the code STRAYER, you get a free six pack of the DOS Blockos XPA. All you can do is spend 20 bucks. It's easy. So, this is for the Melbourne metro area. You get same day delivery before noon. So, smash thedailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code STRAYER and get a six on your mate Jimmy. How good's that? It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying it's free beers. <laughs> Right, yeah, nah, as we take a bunch of NBA storylines decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, the Mavs. Jimmy, are they actually contenders? You said they're solid. Can they win the title? What do you reckon? They're 23-7 and seven since New Year's Eve. Yeah, nah. Ah, look, contenders feels a bit much. It feels very much like, depending on the matchup, you could see them in the win through the first they could maybe make the Western Conference Finals. I just don't know how they match up against like the top sort of three ish teams in the in the West, right? Like so in terms of contenders, like you'd feel like would they have a punch's chance against everybody? I feel like they could easily handle the Yaz. Maybe even the Warriors. We've seen them beat the Warriors a couple of times in the last week. I just don't know if they're at the sort of Suns kind of level. And I think that's who you're going to have to go through to get to the finals. So, look, I reckon them versus the Grizzlies would be amazing in the second round. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happens in terms of the uh, of the actual uh, bracket. But still, I'd sort of just still hesitate to call them contenders. But they're fucking amazing. I kind of just want to see that this stick, like this run at the moment, because if it does, heading into the playoffs and they've been this good and they keep up that 23-7 to pace... I might be a little bit more convinced, but yeah, we've got like another month of regular season. Are they contenders right now? I want to say nah, but in a couple weeks, maybe that changes. Speaking of which, the Celtics, they're contenders right, Jimmy. Yeah, nah. They're 22-8 and since the start of the year. Top 10 offense, number 1D. I kind of feel like the Mavs exact same, like give me another two weeks and if they keep this up I probably want to say yeah because it feels like the defense is very, 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 very much uh, not a fluke whereas at least with the Mavs it feels like cool they've got some good defensive players out there on the floor around Luca. it does feel a little gimmicky at times and you're like, alright, well with we need the Mavs to get a stop, can you trust them? <laughs> I mean, my answer would be like, I don't know, no. The Celtics, though, fuck yeah. Brown, smart, everybody out there just at least sort of knows their positioning. They've got a big man in the middle who they can sort of throw against some of the bigger dudes, so I kind of feel a bit better about Boston than I do Dallas. So I'd probably say yeah. Like, 22-8 so far, they've got scoring, they've got pretty gnarly D. I would worry more about, like, maybe just, you know, when it all sort of breaks down, how does their offense flow? At least with the Mavs, you go just go fuck it. We've got Luca, we've got Jalen Brunson. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've got Spencer Dinwiddie. Off you go. So I probably like the Mavs oh, a little bit better. But the Celtics still have just Brown and Tatum who can just get you a bucket. So I don't know. I think the Celtics are a little bit closer to actual contention than the Mavs. Just saying. Speaking of which take Tatum taking a step up. Yeah, uh, nah. Yeah, I mean he has right. Like, this is what I've sort of been yelling about this all year, and like the ongoing joke. For NBA Australia across the years, about Jason Tatum has been wow, it's pretty good for a 19-year-old, and now he's actually sort of uh, putting his money where the mouth, where his mouth is, and just putting up pretty fucking consistently big numbers that are actually impacting them winning games. Whereas I felt like before he would have like just sort of a slightly off scoring night, and you're sitting there going, uh, yeah, I guess maybe that is a bit sketchy at times. Maybe. But at the same time, he's been awesome for this last little run. So credit where credit is due. Jason Tatum, I think has taken a step up because I think I trust him a little bit more now, right? I think the second half of this season, there just hasn't been anywhere near the amount of games where it's like, ah, oh, he's just not on one today. There's been like probably one every couple of weeks. where you are like, oh nah. But meanwhile, he's dropping fifties and like forties with pretty like stunning regularity. And you're like, oh, it's pretty crazy. He does still drop the odd, you know, 9-for-20, 7-for-21 game, 7-for-17 seven game, 5 and 19 game. But the last month or so, he's been fucking right up there. So I think he's kind of legit. I think he's taken a step. Like the way that he went, nah, I've got this, up against KD and Kyrie. Put his balls on the line and dropped 54. It's pretty fucking impressive. Like, that's the sort of stuff that you look around the league and it hasn't happened that often. And it takes a truly special player to actually go up against dudes who are that good as well and say, no, fuck you. I'm actually better. I'm as good if not better. Boom. Uh, they're solo in the seventh seed. Should the Wolves be thought of a bit higher? Should we have them in higher in our estimations? Yeah, nah. Uh, nah. I mean, maybe a little bit. But as I sort of mentioned, they're right there, right there, in the nuts and guts of a really easy stretch of their uh, schedule. So, But this is what I've been yelling about, right? Like, Until we see this like Wolves team just deliver consistently, because the joke is always like, you can't trust the Wolves, ever. If they get through these next three games, the Wolves, and actually win them all, like, I'd feel a little bit better. But at the same time, you feel like them making the West playoffs would be like a feel-good story, but there's absolutely zero chance I would ever trust a team with Karl-Anthony Towns and D'Lo on it, right? In a playoff series, no chance. Not this year. But still, look, good on them for making it this far. Or at least looking like they're going to make it in the playoffs. Who knows what's going to happen in the play-in tournament. You've still got the Lakers there, and you feel like the Lakers will be looking at the, uh, the Wolves going, yes, let's fucking dance. Anyway. i uh, the opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Steve Nash is a coach. Are we convinced? <laughs> I think one of the like we've got to give him a bit of a uh, bit of leeway because poor fucking Steve Nash. Like, how many times do you reckon in the last two years? Well, you know, one and a half seasons worth of uh, of basketball has he actually had the roster that he thought he'd have? Eight times, thirteen times, eighteen times. It's it's some of the lineups he uses though the timeout calls some of that weird stuff just leaves me a little bit like uh, ah don't know how good of a job he's doing technically on the court but at the same time I kind of like I feel like Steve Nash could work really well as like a holistic kind of coach vibe very Phil Jackson get some X's and O's in there but it's all about the vibe that we're trying to create the problem is you've got fucking Kyrie on your team so you're not creating anything because that motherfucker's always going to try to submarine it. Either way, just keep an eye on Steve Nash the rest of the year. Like, let him have a fucking full-strength actual squad, and we'll see what happens. I'll be fascinated to see how he goes. He might just have so much talent, it might not matter, but, you know, just keep an eye. Outback takeout. Oh, here we go. Oh, jeez. It's Monday at Outback. You know what that means? Well, I was nicking beers all day yesterday, and then on the walk home... Managed to kick the shit out of a wallaby. That's right, just came across one, we punched on, and now he's up there on the specials board. That's right. Wallaby burgers. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grilled take is... Don't look now, but the Milwaukee Bucks at full strength are still fucking better than everybody, and they're still going to go back to back. Only at Outback. Um, sort of felt that after the Chicago game. Didn't quite feel that after the Phoenix game. <laughs> May have written that one a bit early. Um, but at the same time, like, I still come out of this entire season, like, who do you trust in the East is where I'm basically landing. So I've just talked about how Boston are going, oh, man, their defense is unreal. I would be absolutely fucking love to see a Boston-Milwaukee second-round series or something. Because I think that's where the Bucks would, you know, championship medal. It's being tested. We're going to go hammer and tongs against the Celtics. We've done this before. Scary Terry versus Eric Bledsoe. I love it. Let's go. Let's fire this fucking up. Uh, but at the moment I just kind of trust the Bucks more than anybody else. Yeah. Anyway. All right, back with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Nick Kay, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian player watch. Let's do it. Oh, how good is it to see Nick K though with the uh, boomer stuff? Still don't know if uh, how much credence I should have given those uh, performance against Chinese Taipei, aka Taiwan, um, Japan the other day. But anyway, it's fucking awesome to see him just out there playing in because all the uh, <laughs> Japanese uh, league footage we see is very not high quality. But anyway, petty thrills. In the loss to Boston, it's the only uh, Nets game they had on the weekend. Three points, one or two from the floor. Only played fourteen minutes. Uh, Zeroes the rest of the way. One or one from downtown. Tough one for Patty. Uh, but at the same time, the Nets are just trying to figure out what works. And every time Kyrie's out there, and they're trying to play Goran Dragic into uh, the rotation, Patty sort of gets uh, left to the side. So, kind of makes a little bit of sense. They know what he can do. Uh, but yeah, just sort of sucks that he doesn't get much more run. Aussie Matty, obviously Ben Simmons. We had the update earlier about him not playing on this road trip, so he's definitely not going to play in Philly. I still reckon it's going to be against Orlando or Portland, two teams that no one gives a fuck about. Ben Simmons will thrive. Uh, Aussie Matty, over there on the sixes in that win over Cleveland. Uh, 17 minutes, 0 of 2 from the floor, both of which are from downtown. He had zero points, one rebound, one block, and five very anti-Australian fouls. They just looked at him and went, "Nah, you're Australian. Fuck you." Five fouls. The loss to Miami also a zero point game. Oh, of two from the floor. Oh, of one from three. But at least he uh, contributed a little bit more: one rebound, one assist, one steal, and two blocks. At they're crushing it. But yeah, scoreless weekend for Ozzy T. You hate to see it. Flip side: Who's Josh Green? Josh Green, huge win over Sacramento. First career double double. Has twelve points, twelve rebounds, a career high twelve rebounds. Shot four of six from the floor, two of three from downtown. I love it when Greeny hits threes. Off we go, two of four at the line. One assist, one steal, but you love to see it on your Josh Green. And uh Rock'em, him, block him, Jock'em Landau didn't get out there against Charlotte for the uh, San Antonio Banderas Spurs. Josh Giddy's still out with his hip injury. Sort of sucks. Might be also just part of the uh, Thunder's tanking. Uh, <laughs> vision, I guess, is where we're landing, but give me some giddy. We need to giddy up and get this uh, Rookie of the Year award. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Not a uh, huge weekend for the Aussies. Literally only four games played out of uh, the eight players. Right, Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's and the- Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba Clap it up. One uh, of the weird things about, you know, timing of uh, basketball over the weekend, so Saturday, LeBron drops his 56. Absolutely ridiculous game. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's like Saturday afternoon for us. Uh, the Squid and I sort of, you know, tuned in. We have like one of the Squid's mates' birthdays, third birthday. So I'm sort of half paying attention. Like, fucking hell, 56. You're watching bits of it and you're like, damn. But then you sort of like sit back and you think about it and go, hang on. That's incredible. He's 37, and then you think about it. You look at some of the stats, and he becomes the first player in NBA history to have a 50-point game before he turned 21, and after turning 35. That's incredible. So the 16 years, almost 17 years between having his first and his uh, final to date 50-point game. It's almost 17 years. That's the longest ever. That's incredible. And he joins MJ, Kobe, and Jamal Crawford, the only players in NBA history to have a 50-point game over 37 years of age. And the craziest part is. I fucking love this one. He's 20 assists away from 10,000 career assists. So he'd have the first uh, career, what, 36,000, 10,000, uh, 10,000 stats. So he first player in NBA history to have ten plus 10,000 points, plus 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Now, that all happened. And then, of course, today happened. Nikola Jokic, hello! you know how many games there are in NBA history of 40, 10, 10, 3, and 3? One. It was today. That's why I ended up bumping him up in the NBA Australian pre-performance the night because I'm like, wait, that's an insane fucking stat line. The only other bloke with a 45-point triple-double where you've shot 70% from the floor is Wilt. And I think Joker now just does this kind of on the reg where it's like, oh, shit. The only thing... Joker does a thing. The only person to do that thing before was Wilt Chamberlain. Like, he's leading the league in references to Wilt Chamberlain, I think, which is incredible. But 46, 12, and 11 with three steals and four blocks. Like, that's the list. <laughs> like There's never been a game like it. Unfucking believable That's uh, some Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence right there. LeBron having basically played 20 years and dropping 56 Age 37 plus is just remarkable. And Joker just out there. You just figured out how special he is. Sometimes. He was sick. He did fuck. He had 30 points in the fourth and overtime. Unbelievable. Right. Patty Mills, Game Day Baller. Game Day Twitter inspiration board today. Uh, my other one is, uh, so it's Jing- Jingling Joe Ingles is the inspiration today. Uh, Twitter user, at Patton Ray, said, Missing my favorite player, Joe Ingles 7. And uh, Jingles just retweeted it saying, life goes on, brother. Enjoy your day. Coffee emoji. (laughs) I saw it. I'm like, that's an instant inspiration board tweet. I'd fucking print that out and put it up on the wall. Life goes on, brother. Enjoy your day. Coffee emoji. There is nothing more jingling Joe Ingles. That is so good. So Adelaide. Right. Game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks inadvertent, Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Have you gone to see the Batman yet? No, I haven't seen the Batman yet. Can't fucking wait, though. Uh, We went awesome on the picks over the weekend. 17 of 23. Uh, So with the head-to-heads across yesterday and today, we, I think, went, I believe, like 13. Yeah, we missed three. So of the uh, 14. So 11 of 14 across the last two days with the head-to-heads. And six of nine. Nice. On Saturday against the spread. So... Crushing it. So with uh, the year stats, that leaves us at 470. Oh, sorry. 448. 548. Use your words, Jimmy. Jesus. 548 of 954 picks in the season. So bloody good. Tomorrow we've got eight games, which is going to be a bit rough. I've got the squid again tomorrow because he's still been a bit sick today, so I can't send him to daycare. Uh, So we'll probably have a late one again tomorrow, just a heads up. But either way, we've got Atlanta at Detroit. Um, I kind of want to trust Detroit, but I feel like Atlanta are the exact team that will just give uh, Detroit absolute fits. Uh, They score too much, and Detroit's defense is not going to be able to keep up. So give me the Hawks, minus 7.5. Philly hosts Chicago. This is awesome. What a great game. Six-and-a-half-point favorites of Philly. I kind of want to go with that. I think Harden and B just have, like, a massive game in them against Chicago. DeMar, look. The hot streak has sort of uh, come to a bit of an end. It was inevitable. But I think Philly can handle uh, Chicago, especially at home. Philly, look, at least this is going to be a great litmus test because in terms of teams that uh, don't have the world's greatest reputation for being at home and taking care of, like, close games, uh, Philly's right up there. But it's a new-look Philly team. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to trust Philly for tomorrow, minus 6.5. Houston, on a back-to-back, going to Miami. I'm going to take the heat. But this is actually... a big, 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 big line. It's 15 and a half. That's a lot of points. I might even have to actually go Houston here because I think Houston could at least, as we saw today, they beat the Grizzlies. They might be able to keep up with Miami at least a bit, little bit. Give me 15 and a half points for Houston. Uh, Miami will probably beat them by a dozen. Minnesota, they host Portland. Flip side of this, Minnesota, 15 and a half point favorites at home against Portland I trust Minnesota to beat Portland more than I uh, by over 16 points than I do Miami, but even still, I'm gonna have to go Portland plus 15 and a half. It's just too many points. Anthony Simons could drop 50, and they might still lose by eight, but that'd cover. Dallas, Utah, awesome. So we get Philly, Chicago, with Dallas, Utah. I'm gonna go the Mavs uh, because the Yaz look. They've played already, so I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm just going to bank on the half-decent Dallas team up against a, a Utah team that just took care of OKC today. But OKC didn't really make them work. They sort of cruised, but there was a lot of boneyard not missing. So <laughs> I'll take the Mavericks at home honest well one-and-a-half. Lakers go to San Antonio. The Lakers are three-and-a-half-point underdogs in San Antonio, which is crazy. I'm going to go the Lakers plus three-and-a-half. I think uh, they get another big run of stuff out of here. But like, San Antonio, if they get this win, I think uh, that's where Pop is tying up. Uh, who had the... Uh, who's got the fucking most wins? Don Nelson. Jesus Christ. Mind is blown. Uh, maybe that's enough, but I reckon they eke out a win then. And the Lakers still cover. Plus three and a half. Golden State, Denver. I already mentioned Denver going to kill them. Nine and a half point favorites. Give me Denver. And finally, the Knicks on a back-to-back go to Sacramento against all odds. I think Sacramento win that minus three and a half. <laughs> I don't trust the Knicks at all. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Eight games. That'll be awesome. We'll wrap up all that for you tomorrow. Uh, similar to today, I think it'll be a bit of a late show. We'll try to do it as quickly as possible. Today is still a long show. It's just a late one. Uh, tomorrow, I'll try to do it quick. We'll try to do it, you know, as fun as we can. It's just the problem, you know, sick kid. You can't do much about it, can you? Especially when old mates working fucking full time, and I'm sitting here just. Having to keep an eye on him. Anyway, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Wrap all that up for you. Should be some really good games. Can't wait. Uh, follow us on Twitter, face the IG, all over the socials. Uh, we do have a post going up today about Bangers' uh, amazing, historic game from a couple of years ago. That will be in tomorrow's uh, great moments in NBA Australia State history. So keep an eye out for that. NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Uh, go check that out. We will have our draft and free agent stuff up soon. World Wrestling Australia with Adam. Go check that out on YouTube. Always great stuff. F-W-C-I-E on Twitter. NBAstray.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on. I don't ask for much. Just do that. Straya. That's the code you use at Manscaped.com. You'll get 20% off and 20 off and free shipping. Over at DailyLiquor.com, you'll get a free six-pack. Knowable. Download that from your app store. Bang. 20% off. Uh, all with the code STRAYER. Big thanks also. Go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band Houseats. Joshua De Laurentis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshack Iowa, Sex, Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're all behind the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music. However you are, keep up to date, listen to your tunes. Uh, I believe Goldmines are playing Cherry this Saturday. Go check it out. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All right, we'll close out uh, today's show with no skit or anything. This is it. Uh, it's already a long show. so We'll catch Murray Dickens. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Hopefully the squid doesn't wake up all night spewing everywhere. Just saying. Either way, later, Hosen.